This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Hi there, everybody. It's an instant reaction. I literally mean instant reaction to Carlos Mendoza's introduction as the brand-new manager of the New York Mets, the 25th manager in the history of the franchise. He is just done talking. He talked for about 35 minutes. I wrote down some notes, how I was feeling about everything he said, and we give you this instant reaction of what Mendy had to say. First of all, When a general manager, a team president, a head coach, or in this case, a manager is introduced, there's really nothing you could do other than screw up. That's the reality of it. Because if you think back, without doing any research, to every introduction of a manager, head coach, general manager, team president, usually you don't remember anything unless it was bad. So, for example, we remember Mickey Calloway talking about how much he wants to love his players and how creepy he sounded. We remember Adam Gase and his eyes, and we remember Ben McAdoo and his oversized jacket or suit, whatever the hell he was wearing. But if I asked you right now, hey, what do you remember from Carlos Beltran's introduction as Met Manager or Luis Rojas's introduction as Met Manager or Buck Showalter's introduction as Met Manager or Art Howe, who is a failure's introduction as Met Manager, there's nothing you can remember. So I admit that going into this, my attitude was just don't screw it up. Don't say something that's going to cause any more angst for Met fans. I mentioned this on the air, Evan and Tiki, and I didn't think it was a big deal, but I also know the way some people think and the way we operate in this town. Craig Council was introduced as the manager of the Chicago Cubs on Monday, and I watched a good chunk of it after the show, but one of the quotes that came out was Craig Council saying, I'm really nervous. I'm really scared. And the whole context of it was, You know, you need to be scared to be better, and it's about having a growth mindset and all these positive things. But out of context, when you hear your new manager telling you, I'm scared, I'm nervous, that's a soundbite. Fair or not, by the way, that's a soundbite. That's something that is going to be played. Some fans are going to hear and get worried about, and all of a sudden, right out of the gate, there's a worry about your brand-new manager. After listening to Carlos Mendoza for 35 minutes, I can proudly say there were no red flags that came out of his press conference. There was nothing that he said that made me pause. There was nothing that scared me about his ability to handle this locker room or handle the media of New York City or handle the fans. There was one thing, and maybe this is me getting nervous for no reason, and it really has nothing to do with Mendoza as manager, but our colleague Mark Malusis asked a question about expectations for 2024. And can this team win a championship? Now, we don't know what this team's going to look like come opening day, and we're obviously going to have very mixed opinions on what they do in this offseason and where we think they're going to rank in the National League East and their chances of going on a run. And Mendoza's answer, and again, I'm probably reading too much into it, it probably means nothing, 
is he said, we expect to compete in 2024. Not, we expect to win the division in 2024. We expect to compete for a championship in 2024. We expect to just compete in 2024. I don't think Carlos Mendoza knows what the hell's going to happen this offseason. I'm sure David Stearns is going to keep him abreast of guys they're pursuing, but he doesn't actually know what kind of roster he's going to have going into opening day. But I did pause when I heard that because it wasn't exactly a robust, yeah, of course we're going to compete for a championship, man. You know, we won 100 games two years ago. We got an owner that will pour resources into this team. You're damn right we're competing for a championship. It was more we will compete in 2024. And we'll see based on what they do in the offseason if this offseason is about, yeah, we're sort of trying to win. We're going to bring in some guys that improve this roster. But it's not that championship feel of, say, two years ago. A couple of other things from his press conference. Number one, he felt the need to button every single button in his jersey when he put it on. He was also very emotional in talking about his journey, which was uh, cool to see because you think about the journey he was on from minor league baseball player to longtime coach to managing in winter ball to finally getting here and to deciding between being an engineer like his dad or a baseball player. It is cool when someone gets that first-time big gig, which in this case it is for Carlos Mendoza, to hear about the journey. He talked about paying attention to detail. He mentioned that a lot, paying attention to detail, which this team needs. I thought Buck did that over the last couple of years. I thought that was one of the strengths that he had. He also mentioned analytics in terms of learning it, which he did in the New York Yankee organization, and he plans on using that information but using both information that you bring in, not just the new age stats but feel for the game and other things that he's picked up on, which I think is the way to go, obviously – You want as much information as you can. Like, I'm not anti-analytics. I've never been. It's just about using the right information and not being a slave to information. Sometimes information is good, but sometimes it leads you in a direction that doesn't make a lot of sense. He did say he wants to surround himself with a lot of tough individuals who are going to question him so they could go back and forth on decisions. He did emphasize having a lot of fun, which does feel a little little league, feel a little high school baseball. Yeah, we're just going to have some fun. He did say something that I believe, and I know some may uh, hear this and kind of bat an eye and say, eh, I don't know if I buy it. I do buy this, that managing in winter ball actually helps teach him about the pressure and the toughness that he's going to get from the New York media, that he would leave his stadium after winter ball, and there are media members and there are fans out there, and they're damn well asking you questions about why you left your starting pitcher in way too long or why you took that starting pitcher out way too soon. I do think there is something to that. Like, I think there's a reason why El Duque and LeVon Hernandez came over here from Cuba and not only had success at the major league level, but they never let pressure bother them. And I think a part of why pressure didn't bother them is because think about where they came from. Talk about pressure. You're playing under a communist regime. God knows what happens if you don't pitch well. So I don't think that's a coincidence. In the case of Mendoza, I buy that. Winter League's a big deal. We may not think it's a big deal, but it is down there. And so that kind of helps teach him about the toughness of this media. He talked a lot about dealing with the media and how important it is in his job. And it's true. I've always mentioned that, that when you look at a manager's job and the most important aspects of a manager's job, talking to us as fans, and that's really what it should be phrased as. It's not talking to the media. Yeah, you're talking to the media. The media is asking tough questions. 
sometimes, unless you crack so many jokes that they just, you know, fall in the palm of your hands. But what you're really doing is it's a conduit to us. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. To talk to fans. After the Mets lose a game on a Wednesday night to the Cincinnati Reds and you're questioning bullpen decisions, there are some of us who want to hear from the manager after the game. Now, some of us don't. Some of us say, I'm going to sleep. I don't care how it happened. I don't care why it happened. I know the team lost. But there are some of us that want to hear answers. So when the media, quote-unquote, is asking tough questions to the manager of the New York Mets or the manager of the New York Yankees. They're not doing it for themselves. They're really doing it for us. And so I like viewing it that way. Not, hey, it's dealing with the media. No, it's dealing with the fans. And he seemed to get that part. In theory, he gets it. He's talking about it now. Wait till we get there. Wait till the games start. I Again, talked about preparation. Talked about attention to detail. Talked about the identity of this team being a team that pays attention to details, that's prepared, and plays hard on every single pitch. So here's what I want to see. When a guy doesn't play hard on every single pitch, it's easy in the middle of November to say, yeah, we're going to play hard. We're going to hustle on every play. Then what do you do when it doesn't happen? Now, I didn't think the Mets had a lack of hustling issue in 2023. I'm not saying that was their biggest problem. But the hope is Carlos Mendoza is going to manage this team for the next decade and a half. I mean, isn't that the dream? That you hire a manager, especially someone as young as him, and he's the guy. He's our manager for the next 25 years. That's the dream when you hire a manager. I'm sick and tired of going through managers every two years. Who the hell wants to deal with that? So it may not be an issue in 2024, but it's easy to say, hey, we're going to hustle. We're going to play hard. The question is, what do you do when that doesn't happen? Talked about being a big believer in connection and trust and having players trust him. Well, he's going to have to earn that. He mentioned the 100-win team a bunch of times. That, hey, this is a team that was pretty good two years ago. So he understands that the bar for us as fans, no matter what they do this offseason, obviously it's going to change based on is this a championship team or not. But when you're two wins away or two win, two seasons removed from winning 100 games and you've got a massive payroll There's no way any of us are coming into next year thinking, hey, let's just win 80 games and have fun. That's in 2012. That's in 2013. That's not the case in 2024. 
He mentioned why he was wearing the number 28. And the reason that made me laugh is there's a guy on Twitter, and I follow him, but I'm not really sure who he is, but I do follow him, Ben Yoel, who put out clearly a joke. It was clearly a joke that Carlos Mendoza was wearing the number 28 because he wants to win a championship before the Yankees win their 28th championship. And obviously some people sort of bought it. Boomer sort of bought into it this morning. Didn't fully. He said, I think I heard this. That can't be true. Well, when Mendoza was asked about why he wears 28, he gave two answers. Number one, the answer you better give for your wife, and that is, I met my wife on September 28th. I love my wife. I know our anniversary. I can't tell you the date we met. Like, I'd have to do research to find out the exact date we met. Is that normal? Do we know the date we met our wives or husbands? But the other reason, besides September 28th, was that he won the Rookie of the Year in Winter Ball wearing that number. And kids started buying his jersey because he was a hero down in Winter Ball. So that's where he's wearing number 28. I think of two 28s, by the way. I think of Daniel Murphy and I think of Bobby Jones. Those are the two that jump out at me. The other thing was... Compare yourself, if you can, to some managers and who you've learned from and who you're taking some traits from. So this one may be interesting, more interesting for Yankee fans than Met fans. And that is the fact that he mentioned a bunch of names and he never mentioned the guy he worked for for the last half a decade in Aaron Boone. Never mentioned him. Now, we know Aaron Boone loves him. Mendy. Loves Mendy, 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 Mendy. But Aaron Boone did not get a mention. Here are the mentions in terms of managerial style and guys he's learned from. Rob Thompson, who he obviously worked with and has gone on successfully to manage the Philadelphia Phillies. The great Dusty Baker, who recently announced his retirement after what was truly a Hall of Fame career. Willie Randolph. How about little Willie Love? Willie Randolph. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Who, I, I don't know how we feel about him as a manager in Met history. I tend to put him in a positive category because of the fact that the Mets got to the seventh game of an NLCS, even though we overachieved and blew it and should have won that pennant, and it's the biggest what-if in Met history, and they did choke in 2007. But he was not the manager over, you know, 100 lost seasons. So I put him somewhere in the middle. When we were doing our managerial rankings, and if you missed that here on the Rico Bronia, go back in the archives from a few weeks ago, I put him somewhere in the middle. I certainly don't think of him as a bad manager. But he learned a lot from Willie Randolph. He also mentions the great Luis Aparicio and Pat McMahon, who is a longtime coach and longtime member of the New York Yankee organization. But no mention of Aaron Boone. How about that? So overall, what did we learn about Carlos Mendoza? I mean, 
you learn what you want to learn. <laughs> Is he a likable guy? Sure. Did he say all the right things at his first press conference? Yeah, he didn't F up. But this is all going to come down to when the season starts, and we still don't know what this roster is going to look like. Are they winning games? When they're not winning games, why are they not winning games? How does he handle this bullpen? How does he handle the kind of egos in this locker room? How does he handle all of us when we ask tough questions? That's what we're going to find out. The other thing is, He talks about being buttoned up. He talks about paying attention to detail. He talks about preparation. Now you got to go out and do it. Is this going to be an elite-level defensive team? That's supposedly one of his specialties. The other thing, because when you think back to Buck and his final year with the New York Mets, and you ask yourself, what was I most pissed off about with Buck Showalter? The thing we were most pissed off about was lineup decisions. Lineup decisions that, to this day, we're not even sure if he was making. Did we get an answer from Stearns and Mendoza in terms of who makes the lineup? Not really. They've gone with the whole corroboration thing. We're getting a lot of information. We're talking. We're going back and forth. We're all one big team. So here's the way I'm going to look at it when this season starts. Because I'm going to buy that answer. That is is more of a team decision than it was 35 years ago. It's not just the manager, but ultimately the manager has a say. And I assume he's got a loud voice in that say. If we don't like a lineup decision, if we don't like why a guy continues to play, I'm going to put it on the manager. Or I'll say Mendoza and Stearns. Is that a good deal for all of us? So when we bitch about who the DH is and we complain about who's batting third, we'll just we'll make it easy. Mendoza Stearns. Maybe we'll come up with a nickname for the two of them so we don't have to waste syllables. Sterndoza or Menturns or something of that nature. But that's what's going to decide it. You know, even if Daniel Vogelback isn't on this roster in 2024, guess what? There will be another Daniel Vogelback. And what I mean by that is there's going to be a guy, there always is, that the Met fan is sick of, that the Met fan can't understand while they're in the lineup, why they're batting fifth, why they're batting seventh. If it's not Vogel back next year, it's somebody else. And somebody will draw our ire for why they're always in the lineup. And so let's find out how often Carlos Mendoza or Mendes Stearns or Sterndoza, I think Sterndoza probably sounds better if we are combining names, how often they force feed a guy down our throat. One other thing about Carlos Mendoza is that, and I said this earlier, and this is the truth, I am hoping, just like I hoped when Robert Sala was hired, just like I hoped when Jacques Vaughn was hired, I just hope this is it. You know, no matter what team you root for, I guess unless it's the Yankees, you go through coaches and managers like it's just, like it's a wardrobe. And it's tiring. I'm not excited about hiring a new manager. I'm not excited about hiring a new coach. I want to have a guy who's just here for a long time. And in Met history, we have not had a lot of that. You know, Terry Collins was here for a long time, but then when you really think about it, was it that long? If you have success, you can be here for 15 years, and I want that. Not the way Aaron Boone's getting it with the Yankees, where Yankee fans want him fired every year. A guy who has the job for a long time, and we're actually okay with that. One other baseball note I want to point out, and that is Shohei Otani. Two things about Otani, and we're going to hear tons of rumors until he finally signs. Number one, he's open to the Atlanta Braves. Number two, he could be open to a short-term big-money deal. Take every piece of information about Shohei Otani, 
that comes out and take a deep breath and realize that his agent is putting all of this out there so that his client has every opportunity possible. Maybe it is smart to take a two-year deal for $120 million. Whether he's interested in Atlanta or not, it behooves him to have as many suitors as possible. So, Met fans, before we freak out about the idea of Shohei Otani as an Atlanta Brave, deep breath, deep breath. It's free agency. You want to keep yourself open to every possible team and in contract points, every possible contract. So, is it true he'd be open to a short-term deal? Maybe. I think it's going to depend on what free agency looks like and what's the mega offer. What's the highest long-term offer that's out there for Shohei Otani? We got a lot of Ricos this week. We'll have a special Rico right after the non-tender deadline. So we have a verdict on Daniel Vogelback and other big decisions the Mets have to make. Plus, we're going to take a closer, closer, closer look at third base in 2024 and where the Mets should go. We appreciate you listening. Any thoughts and comments on Mendy's press conference? We'll respond to that, some of that as well in our mailbag segments that we have coming up over the next few weeks. So just email us, thericob at gmail.com, thericob at gmail.com. Thanks for listening to Rico Bronia.